Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? We got Mikey and Bub running solo tonight for you guys. Disborough actually came down here, luckily enough, because Bub had like a million issues with his audio just now. Couldn't hear not, me. It was all it was all fine it, earlier. Yeah, we had it all working earlier, no. but yeah, uh, gremlins. Yep, had a little gremlins. This is the first time we're we're doing this setup from our desk down here. I'm actually in master control, baby. We got Disbro in the house. Stoner's on a gig tonight. I see all you guys in the chat. Justin Lamb, Nancy, Sess in the City, Chasing Mound Builders, Mr. David Burke. We got Mike Mike from Label Me Lecter. Dude, been a long time. What's happening, man? Uh, great band, Label Me Lecter. If you guys uh, want to check them out uh, from right here in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, we got Julie. We got Johnny Carter. And born not to run, as always, we are here to entertain, hopefully, uh, and take a little sting off of the week for you guys. Uh, you guys can find us at The Strange Road on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Uh, the Facebook group is rocking. Uh, we've got some really awesome things cooking. Took a little lull of a break during the holidays, but we're back full force. We got this whole world set up now so Bub and myself can can go live. And we've got some some shows that we're developing uh, that's a little bit more simple setup that we can crank out some awesome stuff, some different types of content for all you guys out there. And if you're in YouTube, make sure you hit that like button. Got to hit that like button, guys. Please share this video if you like it and you know somebody that loves The Strange. Share it with them. Got to hit that notification bell, the solid bell. That's how you're going to get notified with all these live streams and premieres. Uh, and if you're listening in Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else, we love all the reviews coming in. We have been shouting and y'all have been responding. Bravo. Congratulations, everybody. Uh, you know, that's, uh, it's, that's all right, Bob. I see you just, you just went away for it. <laughs> Hey, did you see how I did? We're, I just played it off. I'm like, it's fine. It's cool. It's cool. I can fix it. I can make it cool again, Stephen. Oh, um, Stephen. It was got, it was just oh. it was the quick button on my mouse where um wow. I have like the little rocker button You're that lets you it. go forward and backwards. So it just, you know, it just kicked me out of my page. You're blown it. That was great. That was hilarious. <laughs> We're working out the gremlins, ladies and gentlemen. This is a much more laid back, chill kind of setup we have. I'm just chilling at my desk. We got some yeah. drinks. Uh, yeah. So this is this is fun. We're having a good time already. I love it. Uh, who else we got in here? Gabriel Griffin, welcome. Flutz, always welcome. What's up, man? We got Necro Mechanimal. If you guys don't follow, aren't following Necro on Instagram, you need to. He has one right. of the most hilarious Instagram pages. He does incredible art for tons of other podcasts all over the world and this country and uh and so we appreciate everything that he does but go go check out necro he's the man um but you know i don't know if i forgot anything bub we got it oh you know what one more thing we got frogman fest coming up there we go the first weekend in march frogmanfest.org frogmanfestival.org it's at the oasis conference center in loveland ohio if you guys are in the area in the region make the drive the advanced tickets i think are 1750 our boy jeffrey wilson will be there speaking we're not real sure what what kind of talk he's giving or what the subject matter is but jeffrey goes deep on crop circles serpent mound all kinds of giants whatever so it'll be interesting to see what what jeffrey does and then also james 
James A. Willis is back for the second annual Frogman Fest. We had James on in 2023. Fantastic author, paranormal researcher, and tons of other uh, other guests. And uh, Cryptids of the Corn is going to be out there. Hopefully, Joel Thomas from Kill the Mockingbirds is going to be out there. Um, I know uh, Cryptid Comforts is there. Uh, Holly Who Art is one of the sponsors. Small Town Monsters, I believe, is going to be there as well. Uh, so awesome lineup. Who? It's going to yeah. be a great time. We'll be in the AV room, but this year, Bub and I will be at, we got a booth, our first time ever running a booth. Sweet. We're going to be out in the lobby. So come say hi. I guarantee you, Bub will talk your ear off. Come say just, hi. Yeah, wa- yeah. Watch just, what you say. Cause that conversation could get long. <laughs> just be, we're just going to put a stack of like restraining orders right on the table. So if I start getting too long winded, you could just yeah. fill it out and hand it to me yep. in real time. Like, Hey, you know what? Just, over the line. All right. Took that 15 minutes and ran. Yep. And I'll, and I'll probably uncomfortably cough like, <clears throat> you know, give you one of those if you want to walk away. I can help you out. Cut it. Cut it. Uh, so, hey, let's get started, bub. What do you think? You want to do this? Yeah, All I dig right. it. All right, cool. I dig it. So uh, let me get back into my set here, and I'm going to click around on some buttons. Stoner set up this uh, Elgato Stream Deck. Elgato, if you're out there, we use a lot of your products. You'd be an amazing sponsor for our show. I just picked up a show. bunch of Elgato stuff. Uh, yeah, so Elgato Stream Deck. Wave XLR. The Wave XLR. Yep. Um, so let's go ahead and get this ready to go, bub. Hey, and also, thank you to go. Stoner for helping me set up this menagerie of visual aid back here and the little, you know... Uh, color pops you know yes this this room was not like this just a day or two ago so this was put together over the weekend for uh for this and for uh some other things that we've been doing so yeah stoner's the man stoner set this whole world up for me uh at my desk Uh, i had a a sweet pc that fried the motherboard fried like a month ago so i've been reverting back to kind of the mac workflow and and stoner's been helping me out so much love and also much love to disbro who came down uh, by just you know almost magic a stroke of luck a stroke of luck stopped by the (laughs) office while we were having all these technical difficulties uh but let's get right into it guys i know a lot of you have heard about this floating jellyfish ufo that was captured in iraq this is a very very interesting subject because i don't know if any of you guys have seen the movie nope jordan peele's nope uh but it's a similar type so all of this since we had cryptids of the corn on and mr e went off with sky creatures giant jellyfish fungus in the upper ionosphere and all these sky creatures coming down right and, and he we, like blew the top off all that oh, i've never even heard of that and now all of a sudden mr e plugged it into the zeitgeist dude right because now there's sky creatures and jellyfish giant jellyfish and films being made about these these type of phenomena so um we're going to cover this story and we also have jeremy corbell's video for you guys up here in just a moment but let's go through this article this is a this is a daily mail this is matthew felon and uh former intelligence analyst with the united states marine corps has revealed how a jellyfish ufo terrorized military personnel for years in iraq so this isn't just like one-off thing they have multiple videos of this thing right Um, jeremy leaked one of them There are several over this period of time. Um, The video emerged this week showing what looked like a craft with dangling appendages during invisibly over a secure facility where it could be only seen on infrared cameras. 
It joins a new military UFO case, including giant red cube-shaped UFOs, Tic Tacs, and other strange craft flying around. Bob, actually, you were supposed to do this one. Sorry. Take no, no, go, 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 okay. go for it. I, I I'm, forgot I'm, we, I'm we talked about it. that. Okay, cool. No, go at it. All right, go ahead. Do I'm it. Get ahead. <laughs> Take the go ahead route. Right on All the right, go ahead here lane. Here we go. There's too many ads. Okay. Um, so, and I'm just going to scroll down for you guys so you can kind of. So, uh, can I just put a, do a real quick pause? You said it could only be picked up on an infrared camera. Yes, that's what they're saying. Doesn't that's that what this isn't is. that kind of telling? Yeah, maybe yeah. not telling, but there's a heat signature to it. That's the only way they can see it is it's putting off heat. Like, I feel like this is so funny. Know. Like we're we're like the the alien from Predator with the heat signature vision, but we got to see the aliens with that now. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. right and Predator, right. the Predator has the heat signature vision, so it can see us. Right. Now we're like reverse engineering that on it. And we're yeah, like, hey, yeah. look. Right. But look, it's transparent. We'll we'll go through that. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. It kind of just ended up being like the ghost story of the base. Michael Konkowski, then former, then stationed at the base in Iraq, told cable channel News Nation last evening. It didn't seem to be posturing to a threat at all, Konkowski said, but added that the base was not taking any chances during the highly unusual nighttime encounter. At nighttime, there you go. So, and today, Sinkowski right. revealed that... He has heard from a fellow Marine team member who saw multiple recordings of the jellyfish UAP in different durations while he was in Iraq. <clears throat> and then they go on to say some kind of Marines, uh, some of the Marines were tasked to try and find, uh, to find it on night vision. He said they were looking for it with their other sensors and everything else that they had. Kinkoski right. also revealed that he had seen a full 17 minute version of the right. thermal imaging video, which tracked the unidentified anomalous phenomenon, uh, the UAP, as UFOs are now accurately known, whatever, right. as it appeared to glide over the base towards Lake Hibernia in Iraq's Anbar province. Okay. They were watching it to make sure it wasn't a threat, said Sinkowski. Sure. Who, <clears throat> who'd been an intelligence surveillance re reconnaissance tactical controller at the base in an interview with journalist Brian Etten of News Nation, of News Nation's Elizabeth Vargas reports. Uh, the former Marine told Enton that the infrared video was captured in 2017 and had been shown to him by fellow United States Marine Corps servicemen when he arrived at the base in 2018. Uh, Sinkowski told Enton that the leaked video had been taken with an aerostat. Uh, basically, an aerostat is a blimp-like craft equipped with cameras and other sensors to look out for potential threats over the base. I was uh, actually going to look that up earlier. I haven't really Googled yeah. that. Keep going. I need to yeah. see this. Go ahead. It's a tethered aerostat radar systems are also used by U.S. military to hunt for drug traffickers. Hello, look out. Uh, beam U.S. television signals into Cuba. Conduct Hold on a second. Right? Wow, just, bro. Did you see that? Did you did just you see what happened just, just there? That kind of went over my head at first when I read when I initially read this, but yeah, they're beaming propaganda news into Cuba and probably hijacking their radio stations. Well, what about the Havana TV syndrome? What about sure. the Havana syndrome that people were having where they were hearing that frequency in their heads? Right, right, right. Well, I have never heard of an aerostat, but it makes sense. It's basically a static right. in the air. It's air. Right. It's in the air, but it's static. So it's right. a giant tethered to the ground balloon. So it looks like a giant Goodyear blimp. Right. That nobody pilots. Tons. It just of stuff. goes up there. 
Yeah. Dude, this is like that guy that you've talked to before who was doing the Mylar balloon things. Like, uh, I'm sorry, man, but this kind of stuff starts yeah. leading me down the whole flat earther theory to, of so, like, if you want to talk sorry, about that, it's too weird. If you it's, want me to talk about that real quick, I can. Uh, yeah, we, we don't have, have to a, name names or anything. No, we just, just kind of no, give I, the background. I'll name names. I will well, absolutely name names. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I will name names. Uh, our, no, our, no, uh, I'll name names. Hey, you know what? Uh, our friend D- David Lone Bear sent a pass. He's a, a Mega Elder from Maine who we had been doing. Uh, we met at Dimensions of Disclosure in 2019, which is a UFO disclosure event. And uh, David, we got a chance to interview him, Clifford Mahuti. If you guys seen on our YouTube channel, those interviews, that's where that came from. Uh, and, and we you know, became friends with David. We helped him out live streaming a couple of his events. Um, and then, and, and so we found out and he, he relayed upon us that he had been sending up these mylar balloons, super sophisticated mylar balloons way up into the ionosphere, way, way, way up. And he was on a podcast with this gentleman from NASA and this guy flipped out on this podcast and they were on it together as, as both guests. And I don't know if it was supposed to be a debate, but anyways, this NASA guy flips out and says, there is no way you are sending those balloons that high up in the, in, into the atmosphere. Cause basically right. it's space at that high, it's like 75,000 feet or more is where these balloons can get up. And he's got tons of technology. I'm not going to go into the details about the technology or anything like that. That's kind of all proprietary information. But right. let's just say he was capturing some very, very interesting things up there way, 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 way up. Um, and, you know, it's it's just a really interesting thing that, you know, Somebody like David, who's a civilian, is, 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 you know, are there other people doing these kind of things? You have these aerostatic balloons, like Bub said. It kind of, you know, made me think of these Mylar balloons and how NASA reacted once they found out that he was doing this. They just were not happy at all. Right. Um, so. Why is that? Yeah. What is that? The Who's got dominion out. over space? space. And try- right. Well, I'm telling you, it's space isn't what, what they tell us it is. I'm I'm starting to really get on that train. I'm not going Maybe full that's like it. Tartaria and like mud flood, but I could, you know, <laughs> the ice wall and, you know, is yeah. there, you know, something beyond that? And are we just in kind of this giant right. terrarium that we don't know about right. and we can't really conceptualize because – Again, I don't. I can't go farther down that road. That's a lot, right? Anyhow, um, yep. man, that's interesting. As I shit. feel it. That's blowing my mind. The aerostat might be the most mind blowing thing out of this whole thing. Right, you could be right. on the jellyfish yep. UFO, I but agree. the jellyfish UFO too is really weird, right? Like, oh, it's so weird. Especially again, since we had never. I mean, you and I have been into strange, weird, paranormal, and UFOs have always been collectively our kind of thing. You know, we were never. I, thought I was we were, fairly well versed in it. Yeah. Um, but you know, over UFOs, over cryptids, and the paranormal, and some of the other things, like there's a right. our guests know way more on those subjects than we sure. Do. But sure. throughout the years, me and Bub have always had our ear to ground when it comes to strange things in the skies, UFOs, UAPs. So when Mr. E came on and talked about these sky creatures and jellyfish and all that, I'm like, what are you talking about? How have right. we never, how have I never <laughs> right, heard right, about right. this? I'm shocked. 
Um, uh, but the way he breaks it down, you know, it's it's pretty incredible. Um, let's let's go through this. So uh, let's see. So tethered aerostat radar systems are used by U.S. military to hunt for drug traffickers. Sorry. After 17 minutes, Sinkowski said the jellyfish or spaghetti monster UAP vanished over Lake Kyberna. Uh, they couldn't find it, Sinkowski told News Nation. Uh, and and so they kept an eye out, he said, but it was like they were scrambling to our defensive positions or anything like that. From then on, the story circulated across the U.S. Marine base in Iraq. The ghostly sighting remained, but put a big unknown. The theories that we had didn't fully explain it, Sinkowski confessed. Senior national correspondent for News Nation, Brian Enton, reported that the that he had reached the Pentagon for comment multiple times over several days, and they were able to confirm that the Marine is who he says he is. There we go. Uh, but the there Pentagon acknowledged that we have been reaching out but have not responded with specifics about the video or confirmed the video in any way. So the gentleman is real real guy totally confirmed but not they're just not a just a real guy but he's also really you know he's who he says who, he is who he in says life. he is thank you Bob. right thank yeah. you perfect yes yeah exactly uh got so, his got his bona fides in order right he's got his yes uh okay so i'm gonna head back we're gonna go pop over here to this this is jeremy corbell's uh leaked video i think this is the best version there's a version on cool. x and a couple other places but uh, i really think this is probably the best one so let's hit it <clears throat> boom is that playing for you guys yeah cool and i mean look how transparent all of a sudden it just cloaks now granted this is a this is a, a an infrared video, but at time there now it's solid. Now it's looking solid. Like what is that? I'm telling you right now. Like I just want a <laughs> pair of infrared goggles where I could just go because I'm like starting to be more and more convinced that there is stuff just all around us all the time. Like right. you know, and you can't different see documentaries it. and UFO uh, exposés where people are like, oh, I can call in UFOs. It's like, dude, what? And then the next thing you know, yeah. you got this person that can literally like signal in like a ship or right. You know, they can Look see them. Look hey, you that. know what? You know Dude, what? Hey, that's we crazy. Actually, we actually have a friend with a firsthand account of seeing a cloaked UFO. Yes, yes. I I won't name names on that one just for their own anonymity. Anonymity, but um, yeah, totally. Like their explanation is just driving down the freeway and looked up and saw basically <laughs> this giant cloaked UFO, not a jellyfish, but you know, right, right. still. You know, same mechanisms. Well, we have the cloaked predator Bigfoot here in Lima, Ohio. What's the same day? That, the cloaked, Bruce the cloaked, McAbee. That one's yeah. a real strange one. And then we talked about well, that. And there was a UFO at a high school uh, football game that night. At the same time. Yeah. Great. As that, same evening. That, that cloaked Bigfoot. Yeah. Um, so so these, predators coming down to hunt. And we're figuring out cloaking technology more and more. Um, you know, are Oh, these we got some, it. We got these, it. I, are, I fully believe we have jets and airplanes and stuff that they wrap in that kind of technology. Flutz says it's Zerg's overlord. hundred <laughs> percent. That's exactly it. Awesome. Oh man. You guys are crushing it in the comments, man. This is popping off. We got Mopar Phil chasing mound builders, Mike from label well, collector. It's been you a guys, minute since we've done a strange happening. to be hey, honest. Hey, by the way, strange. We appreciate you all too. Bub got sick. Okay. Everybody. I just want you to know. That oh Bub, yeah, I was. Bub was down for a week and a half. Dude was yeah. ill. 
Like yeah. that was the Since most. Since my birthday thick. on end yeah. of year and through New Year's and everything, it was just like yeah. sledgehammer, man. Like. Fuck, I'd take a shower, and just from going up the stairs and taking a shower, my heart rate would be like 150. Oh, that's it was no crazy. Way. That's no yeah. Way. My watch would be like I could feel my heart just like pounding, and I was like, I'm not even doing like making a bowl of cereal was difficult. So appreciate y'all. We had a nice holiday. We hope you all did the same. Great yeah. New Year. Looking forward to 2024. So stoked to be oh. back with the strange happenings. Yes, absolutely. And uh, appreciate all of you very very much. So sorry for the. Uh, intermission between episodes but yeah. we are trying to keep them rolling you guys are the best hell yeah uh, <laughs> oh chasing mound bitter says he ran into a cloaked something or other in uh near his local mound site and chasing mound builders lives near the angel oh yeah and uh which is a really strange place if you guys have ever checked that out and he says that there's humanoid footprints coming up out of the river nope i'm good <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to, especially at, a, at a creepy ancient mound that, you know, <laughs> heard loud noises yeah. that described that were described from missing 411. So there you go. Oh, was that, was that one David of those Politis. cloaked Bigfoots? You know what I mean? Uh, who knows? Dude. That's why we do this show. We do this show, even though we'll probably never actually find really what's happening. But isn't it fun to talk about? I think uh, you don't think we're going to find out someday. I mean, dude, you know what? I'll, honestly, le- I'll hey, say it. if there's I didn't levels. fully believe that at some point we'll get there in whatever capacity on everything, maybe, you know, whether it's true or false, right? Just a whole boolean of, you know, Sasquatch real or not real, you know, UFOs real yep. or not real, all that. That to me is I, there's not really a gray area there. There either is yeah. a Sasquatch that, you know, a population or a species or there's right. not. There's really UFOs, which are not just jets from other countries, but spaceships from other planets. You know what I mean? I I think a lot of that, there are a lot of black and white to those, and there's not going to be a lot of gray areas to that, but I think we'll find that kind of stuff out. Now, here's the thing I think is, into Singer's question the other day, the whole what part of the chapter or story of the book are we in, you know, what part of the movie are we in? Yeah. I think we're the closest we've ever been. Maybe it's happened before. You know, maybe with other advanced societies and cultures, maybe they got there and the yeah. overlords came down and said, hey, cool, you graduated. And maybe they peaced out from here and went somewhere else. And they're like, cool, you don't need yeah. to live on Earth anymore. There's a whole bunch of Earths out there and you can go pick wherever you want to start your own thing now. Like, wouldn't that be cool well, as a as a species? They're like, you, you figured it out. Now you can go and fire up something cool out there because we know you're not going to, like, destroy the cosmos or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. You know, I always think of the earth as like a giant crib that, you know, they just, you know, keep an eye on us and, and make sure we don't, you know, again, wipe ourselves off the face of the earth, hopefully. Right. But um, I just think this is this is the closest we've been. We have all the congressional hearings coming out. We've got a lot of steam to the engine right now. And you got Corbell, who has picked up the torch from Knapp, who isn't done. Yeah. Right. George isn't done by any means, but you can't keep that vigor forever and you know the the torch does have to pass at a certain point to somebody else that's going to yep. keep that lit and as somebody pointed mm-hmm. out for corbell and i'll say as well you know he has kept that fire lit where it might have oh, gone yeah. a little more oh, dormant yeah yep. not that there are there aren't other researchers and, and documentarians and out there a lot of sure those guys. sure yep. not trying to say they're not doing their part but again it's just it is what it is like you know the new generation that's going to come along is going to take it the next step. That's just how it comes and goes. And we, us as whatever part we're in it, 
when it's our time to step aside and go, hey, cool, you guys run with it. You got to do it now. Like, yep. you got to be okay with that. I agree. It's progress in in, in theories and in the evolution of the, the pursuit of answers, man. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my and, two cents on it. And you know what? I hope there are more people like Jeremy Corbell that are coming out of the woodwork in the next generation. Absolutely. All of you guys out there, we got to just keep pushing it, man. Push the envelope, push for disclosure. Um, you know, we've been semi around multiple disclosure uh, events and movements over, over the years. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's one of those kind of buzzy words, but I think finally we're, we're getting some disclosure. Uh, it's all half truth. So, you know, of course we got to be skeptical and, uh, you know, it's a lot of garbage layered with truth. Right. So, uh, Bob, do you want to take this next one since I jacked that one from you? Sure. Okay, cool. So next one we got up. I always love these Boom. ones. Um, this comes from IFL Science um, and starts off with a bang. 2,500-year-old long-lost metropolis found in the Amazon jungle. Um, and this is also the uh, earliest and largest example of urbanism ever documented in the Amazon. Um, and this comes from uh, Tom Hale, a senior journalist at this uh, publication. But um, we know there's LIDAR out there. They're using this now to go through these heavily, you know, wooded, vegetated, Areas that, to be honest, it's again, we've said it's hard to get to. It's hard to trek through. It's hard with, you know, even the yep. right guide and, you know, donkey and whatever else you got to carry your shit and, <laughs> you know, the anti-malarials you take and whatever. But, um, you know, yep. it's going to get more and more advanced. But, you know, what they're doing is they're using LIDAR and they can go in and they can really, like, cut away all the foliage and see what's going on underneath. And so they use this technology and they just revealed the ruins of an even more ancient city hiding in the Amazon. So located in the Upano Valley of Ecuador, uh, the sprawling network of long-lost settlements shows how South America was rich in highly complex human culture long, long before Christopher Columbus uh, arrived on the shores. And, you know, I'll just say real quickly as a side note, this echoes a lot of what Graham Hancock always talks about in South America with the amount of civilization down there, the immensity yeah. of populace yep. down there. Like, I think we're going to have to acknowledge at some point we have to redefine history on how we look at how things happened and shaped up. Yep. We'll just say that real quickly. Anyhow. Um, so in recent times, archaeologists found, you know, a huge number of pre-Columbian set settlements in the Amazon basin that remain undetected for centuries, if not millennia. However, the new research constitutes the earliest and largest examples of urbanism. Again, um, it came around 2,500 years ago, significant construction occurring between 500 BC and 600 CE. Um, extensive network of towns and cities consists of at least 15 distinct settlement sites of various sizes, characterized by constructed platforms and plazas that are connected by large straight roads. So, again, not just – not like a JV effort. Like no. if you've never been to some of these sites, yep, you walk up and you're like, oh – like they were really rocking it back in the day. They were yep. doing a okay. Like Incredible. things were really, yeah, really impressive. So it's one of those. If you haven't been to her, you know, you can take the time some time. And I've not even been to really anything too overwhelming in my book. But I've seen you know a decent amount of of, of sites, especially down when we were in um, oh, where was it when we stayed in Belize? We went to like Shinantanich and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was just really cool to see the like ball courts, you know, uh, the different step pyramids and things like that and get to walk through them, just the construction. But, um, you know, they talk about these places. There's no place in the Amazon to mine for stone. 
Right. So they were they were made out of earth and mud. So that's even crazier, right? So right. Um, all these different platforms and you know just different areas, uh, you know, gardens. Um, this is the human man made structures, you know, with agricultural plots. So they were a fully functioning society. Like it's just so crazy to think about. Uh, the European colonizers came across giant cities when they first set in the Amazon. So the stories go, the settlements have since been consumed by the unrelenting jungle, which, you know, we give it enough time, New York, LA, all those places, the, the earth would take it back. Um, it would overgrow it. It would absolutely do it. Um, and this is an interesting one. I've watched this film too. Uh, Percy Fawcett, the uh, British explorer, oh, yeah. uh, was inspired and went missing in 1925 while on the hunt for the lost, uh, the so-called lost city of Z. That's a great enigmatic. Movie, yeah. An enigmatic civilization that they believed was lying hidden in Brazil. Stories are often brushed off as, you know, tall tales, but recent research like this is starting to suggest they might have been onto something. And here's a good quote. Such a discovery is another vivid example of the underestimation of Amazonia's twofold heritage, environmental, but also cultural and therefore indigenous. Like many others, we believe that it is crucial to thoroughly revise our preconceptions of the Amazonian world and in doing so to reinterpret context and concepts in the necessary light of an inclusive and participatory science. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, you gotta, we gotta start getting these narratives a little bit more, and not like overnight should you do it, and shouldn't be like, hey, today we say it this way, and tomorrow we say it, you know. But yeah. there has to be a review process, you know. Maybe it's yep. hey, every two to five years or whatever it is, we have to take all this new information and re overhaul it because it doesn't feel like that's what's going on. Am I wrong about that? No, not I, not at all. It seems like there's still a lot of pushback on like getting further and, yep. and, and, and everybody just wants to agree on a story. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, man. It's a good story. But a lot of these uh, images, a lot of these things have like hinges and basically like are, look like walls, kind of like what we have here in Ohio, what you'll see in Wales and England. Uh, so it's a lot of earthwork structures, uh, very nice. similar to what we have in Ohio, which is really, really strange. Um, but uh, yeah, really cool stuff. Uh, this next one is pretty cool guys i just wanted to show you this it's not exactly an article or news coverage of any of any means but we can have fun with this everybody here in the chat um post if you want me to i can zoom in on this map this is from atlas obscura and basically what they've done is they've keyed in on mostly all the strange places and weird things all over the world so if you we want we can focus here uh in on the united states um, let's see if anybody in the chat, wherever you guys are from, I can find something awesome, uh, in your area. So I, I was playing around with it and zoomed in on Ohio and I was wondering how many people or how much of our buddy, Jeff Craig from map and black and his hidden Ohio maps, the guy that runs frog band fest, right. has an Ohio map. And I wonder Atlas Obscura. How much have you uh, been using our buddy Jeff's map, Map in Black? Uh, what do That's we got hilarious. here? Uh, let me check eBay. Uh, Northeast Illinois near Wisconsin border. All right, Julie, you got it. Northeast near the Wisconsin border. Let's zoom in. All right, here we go. 
This is a cool thing. I've never, I, I've always yeah. heard about the Atlas, Atlas Obscura, but I've never used it. We have a couple in our hometown. Well, Atlas Obscura is, uh, you know, there's the guys that went out and, and shot with our buddy Jim Bowser, and they did a little piece uh, there. So, yeah, uh, Northeast Illinois near the Wisconsin Bookmark. Border. Northeast Illinois. Am Market I getting closer? Dude. Northeast Illinois. Northeast Illinois near the Wisconsin border. Is that this? Is that Illinois? Connecticut. What are we looking for? Northeast Illinois is near the Wisconsin border. Yeah, what's wrong with you? Is that it? Northeast, what's Northeast Illinois? So we got Ellie's Peak and DWP Railroad Tunnel. Uh, we've got Free Range Film Barn. Bob, you are not helping me out at all here. I'm uh, keep an eye on the chat, bro. <laughs> Frank Lloyd Wright's uh, gas station. <laughs> we got oh a world of accordions museum where are uh, you Lichten finding Cape these County, find me this is in Licton. that's in connecticut right i'm still looking in, i'm still looking for julie here uh Lichtenfield. grassy point railroad bridge that is not a real place Lichtenfield. the lichfield not Lich lichfield lichfield Litchfield County, find me something. All right, you got it, David. Here we go. Zooming out, zooming out, zooming out, zooming out, zooming out. All right, Bob, feed me back. Is. Feed me back the information, Bob. You are doing a horrible, horrible job at this. She's Julie. <laughs> Julie said too far north near Chicago. <laughs> I'm done with this. Well, you know what? Oh. Hey, there's Litchfield, Connecticut. Too far north near Chicago. Okay, gotcha. Here we go. Here we go. See, once you zoom in, it's really hard to see the borders of what state you're on. Yeah, this is an interesting, I, you know. Naperville. Here we go. This is where we're at. It's interesting. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to poke around with that. That's cool. Yeah, poke around with that, guys. That's Atlas Obscura. We're going to have it in the links. Um, but uh, <clears throat> it's pretty cool i mean there's so many sites like i don't know how long it took <laughs> david's yelling at you in the chat he goes i live there but what the hell i was like dude i just couldn't find it it's a hard word to spell for me right now and my other monitor i'm looking at is tiny and i got this bright light in my eyeballs so that my face lights up enough and i've been wearing a simple cap all day i still got my neck gator on because i'm still cold all right uh, here we go you know here yeah. we go. It's, it's I, a day. It's a full I can, day. I can do this one. All right, guys, we're going to move on. Uh, I thought that would be a little easier to do, but it's definitely not super user-friendly. You can't just type in the search uh, by county or something like that. It's very much like Dragon dragon Pool. So, uh, yeah, it, I, I'm not going to knock it's it cool. fully. It, it's it's got cool. An, yeah, there's but enough there. on air, I thought that'd be a little bit more smooth. Hey, this is our first time it doing this, bad. right? We're having a good time. Yeah, yeah. We are. I'm having a great time. This is just hilarious because you know. you're just like a couple walls over, but it feels like you're on another <laughs> planet. It's so funny. All it's right. so funny. Uh, I just want to yell, Ma, meatloaf. <laughs> Get that fazizi. Oh, I got my fazizi waiting for me, dog. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is a, a, a Reddit cons in Reddit conspiracy. The poster is, is a conspiracy. Is it? Uh, it's in Reddit conspiracy. It's in Reddit Gerb conspiracy. Gerb Sorry, Gerbavlov. Uh, I'm not sure. Gerbalov. Gerbalov. Thank you, Bob. There you go. Bob yeah. is actually assisting me for once. Jeez. There we go. Hey, uh, I need a Stream Deck soundboard now. I could have like. <laughs> <"Hey."> <laughs> Okay. 
Uh, here you we guys go. Have so, no idea what you created with all these toys you've given me. So the Bosnian pyramids. This is a very, boy. very interesting subject that I've been obsessed right. with for about 15, 20, maybe 15 years. I don't right. know. Um, but Dr. Osmanovich, I heard about him a very long time ago, watched a YouTube video in 2006 when YouTube was brand new. This guy was all over the web filming, shooting. He discovered oh, yeah. flying yeah. over uh, doing survey work. And he had a feeling that that there was this this mountain uh, that you can clearly see see here. He was always convinced that it, the mountain had four sides and that there was something underneath there. So he paid this guy back in the '90s to fly over these. And there's actually three pyramids. It's a pyramid valley. There's a pyramid of the sun, pyramid of the moon, and then another kind of like in in Egypt, uh, but they're not aligned to uh, Orion's belt. They're right. aligned to a different constellation. So. This okay. is some new information coming out about the Bosnian, Pyra Bosnian Pyramid of the Sun. We're going to watch a little bit of this guy. has a full video. If you guys right. want to check this out, you should watch the entire video if you're into this stuff. Chasing Mound Builders, I know you're into this. Um, so here we go. Hey, guys, after a whole month of research and travels, I finally finished my video and opinion on the Bosnian Pyramid of the Sun. I interviewed Lemia, a professional local guide, a part of the archaeology crew. Um, the Bosnian Pyramid of the Sun is rumored to be 30,000 years old. Its captivating tale has been circulating the internet since 2005. This means they would not only predate the iconic Egyptian pyramids, but also, according to Dr. Sam Osmanovich, they are twice their size. Um, and Dr. Sam Osmanovich is, is quite a character, which I think the, the reason, one of the big reasons that the Bosnian pyramid hasn't got a real look by scholars and archaeologists is because Dr. Osmanovich is a character. When I say he's a right. character, right. dude is a character and he is a salesman. Uh, I've seen interviews where he literally, as he was getting interviewed, was on a, on a phone. He had two cell phones in his pocket and was answering. Oh, can you please hold? Put the other pocket cell phone in his pocket. Oh, hello. He just started <laughs> taking business calls in the middle of an interview. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Hilarious. So dude's a, a real, real character. Um, and so, uh, so the prejudice of the mainstream historians drives us to believe humanity was still primitive 10,000 years ago. Yet there are countless structures in the ancient world that we lack the knowledge to build today. Since 2005, there's been a dispute regarding whether the Bosnian pyramid is a natural formation or a structure. As soon as Dr. Osmanovich published his discovery, Zahi Hawass, ya boy, the Shut infamous corrupt Shut Egyptologist did why? everything in his power to stop the excavations, which is why I originally believed it was real. Once he said it was fake, I was like, oh, it's got to be real. All right. So uh, Bro. he petitioned to stop the Bosnian pyramid from being publicly announced. That's a good sign, guys. Uh, That's what some were gatekeeping stuff right there. Gatekeeper. So you keep in the gate. <laughs> Gatekeeper, keep them away. Sorry, Disbro's gonna appreciate that. That's all for Disbro. That's for you, Disbro. If uh, you saw it, if not, enjoy it on the playback when you watch this later. Okay, here we go. I want you to. I wish somebody was there to record Disbro laughing when he hears this. <laughs> you want to do Disbro's laugh for fun? No. Come well, on. I just no. Come on. No. Come no. On. That's too much putting him on the Come spot. On. Oh, he'll okay. he'll have to do it sometime himself, and then. Oh. 
Bub does a great Disbro impression. <laughs> Disbro, we love you. We love you, buddy. Um, he's the best. He's the best. Uh, on the favorite. other hand, over 50 esteemed archaeologists and professors from Harvard, Egypt, and even Russia came forward defending the discovery of the pyramid. Bet you never heard about that. But most were silenced. These were likes of professors of archaeology from Harvard, uh, Ezra Zubro, Egyptologist Nabir Swillam, and even astrophysicist Dr. Paul LaVioletta. Okay, some serious heavy hitters. Um, and so we're going to scroll down. You guys can see some of these pictures. This is just kind of a, a recreation of, of what it looks like. And also... Uh, I believe either the video or down further in this article, they show uh, a likewise comparison of Teotihuacan in Mexico. So a lot of you guys probably have never seen old photos of Teotihuacan, but it looks exactly like this, bro, covered in trees, dirt. I mean, this pyramid is so old that they estimate that there's at least 16 to 20 feet worth of dirt on top of it. So that Damn. much soil and debris has grown a forest on top of this thing. All right. So well, well hey, stop, stop, wait, wait, stop, 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 just stop, stop, <laughs> stop, 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 <laughs> just stop. How does that happen? It's How does just... soil? No, 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 no. How does soil and dirt and growth like that get on the top of this? Thirty thousand years, bud. Of what though? What's dropping the soil and dirt, and who's building it on top of the pyramid? If there's a pyramid there, well, who's putting the stuff on top of it? Well, you're not putting anything on top of it. It's just literally like stuff. Wind blows dirt and decomposition and leaves and crap over thousands. You mean like of outside years, of our door here? It builds when up in the well, fall, yes, like outside yes, of Brozone. That yes. time when I found a twenty dollar bill. A hundred percent. Imagine the Brozone door. <laughs> Imagine the door of Brozone for 30,000 years. You don't think there would be dirt and gunk? Is that, but is that how long they're estimating this thing's been taking? Oh, 30. You clearly well, were not maybe paying if attention it's, in the very beginning of the I article. was paying attention to the chat. You told me to do so many different things here. I'm trying to cover all the grounds. Dang it. Oh. Wow. <laughs> You're killing it, Bob. We're, we're, oh, we're, hey, all, man. we're all killing Doing it great. tonight. Without stoner, it's just Israel, interesting. I have no to idea me. how we do anything. You know what? It's <clears throat> it's just yeah. This is a good insight into what happens when we don't have that. You know, oh, yeah. I think the thing is, I have things around yeah. me too where I can like touch things now, and like a mouse and stuff, and what have you, and a microphone, and <laughs> and a, a, all this. Yeah. Usually, they're like. Get your phone out of your pocket, turn your watch on silence, and don't yeah. have anything because I get easily distracted. So clearly, we know clearly. that. We know that. But I was trying to cover the chat for you while you were doing your I appreciate article that, there. I appreciate yeah. that, bud. Do you, I'll, I'll do this uh, next one. Oh, uh, hold on a second. Is that I got right? a little you bit got to more. go here. Yeah, oh, a little hey. bit to go here. Okay. So, All right. Every one of do these experts. Every one of these experts who visited the site confirmed this was indeed a real pyramid, but many others who didn't even visit Bosnia, claim the opposite. I decided to follow the examples of good guys and visit myself. And after two days of driving through the forests and unknown roads through Montenegro, we finally saw the pyramid, and it was enormous. Before we entered the miles of underground tunnels, we decided to climb the top and look for clues that would tell us whether or not this was a legit ancient pyramid or just a hill. You can wow. see all four sides are angled towards the ground to the same degree. This was the first thing I wanted to check. Many would say this is a natural formation, 
but the Pyramid of the Sun in Teotihuacan, Mexico, looked like an ordinary hill before it was excavated. Okay? All you need to do is look at the before and after pictures. Look at Teotihuacan. Look at that, bub. I, I mean, mean, it's just... It's completely covered in brush and dirt and debris. You, it looks like a hill. Naysayers are going like to say nay just because that's what they see when they look at it. You know, it's one of those, is it, it almost feels like, is it pareidolia? Is it actually what you're seeing sometimes? So, like, because what I think of when I, I hear agree. stuff about this, especially with the Bosnian Pyramid, is I go straight to Antarctica yep. and Alaska. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And China. And yep. China. I'm the Chinese you. pyramids, there are a, a number of accounts and stories of the pyramids of China that they do not want to talk about. I'm with like, you. They're like, you know what? We're good. The, and there's a lot of, again, historical accounts of things like that to where, like, there are things that have been found that whatever country or nation it is is like, you know what? We just don't even need – like, all this is going to do is bring up a problem for us. Right. It is not going to help us. And that's how people look at it, unfortunately. They go – yeah, would it be nice if the whole world knew the right story? Sure. But mm-hmm. it's going to cost us money or it's going to cost us land or whatever the hell. Yeah. We don't own it anyways. I'm not going to go for, you know, full earnest on everybody here again. But <laughs> you don't own anything. We're renting it all. You yeah. know, every, everything is a long-term or a short-term rental, however you want to look at it. Yep. 100%. 100%. Man, I'll tell you what, though. It'd be really great if we could get some cohesion on, hey, we got more pyramids over there. Imagine if you start opening those up and you go, okay, well, how old are these? These are 30,000 years well, old. Maybe there's burials in there. Maybe they're machines. Dude, who, I mean, who there's knows? There's tunnels. There's tunnels under this baby. Oh, I'm Osmanovich sure. Osmanovich has gone deep. And when they started clearing away all in certain just like corners of the pyramid have been yeah. excavated over the last since 2005 or whatever. And right. Osmanovich has, has funded mostly all of this on his own. So the Bosnian government has kind of gotten in behind him. coming out of pocket for your own historical research. Maybe yes, that's how much he believes. How it. many that's examples what, that's do why we... he's got two cell phones and he's taking business calls during email during interviews because he's trying to make deals to get funding to make it basically to, for have tourism to, for people to come there. And Let me ask to, you a question. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. People like himself are obviously doing the work. Yeah, I feel, and I, I would say you feel they're doing the work and what have you. What are all of the learned scholars that are coming out of the institutions studying or digging? What's the allowed research? They only what are they wanna, even looking at? They the same at, stuff to regurgitate from 50, 100 years ago? Of I don't think they're out there looking for new stuff. I'm in, telling in you, I think like groundbreaking, wildly ancient stuff. If it does, they won't even go and look at it. Like most of these guys are like, Psh, yeah, right. We're not even going to, that's, there's no way it's not, it's not a pyramid. It's like, it gives go me away. anxiety to think about it. Yeah. Cause again, well, oh, great. Let's hear the same old tired tropes and studies and yep. you're not going to, impre- again, there's too much in the primary literature of wildly out of context examples of data points that are real data points that just do not right. fit the narrative. Right. That have, you know, tried to buck the system over the years. And again, you either end up, you know, losing tenure or, you know, your yep. uh, a position or, you know, your research contract or your funding or whatever yep. it is. Like, mm-hmm. 
my God, if only John Hammond wasn't a fictitious character, and, you know, <laughs> if he wasn't hell bent on making Dude. deadly dinosaurs to eat people and instead was like, you know. I'll Where can we what. get the billionaires to start digging up stuff? Like I'll tell you what, dude, that's Doctor Elon, Bezos, all you people with extra, even Gates. I don't care. I'm not a Bill Gates fan either, but I'll take your cash to go actually do some good with it. You guys have yeah. billions of dollars. Can we start digging up things worthwhile? Yeah, you know, well, can well, we start doing some real work here? Osmanovich is is kind of that character. He is John Hammond, like legit, but he not is, independently wealthy, is he? he Osmanovich is has money. Yes. Like yeah. He's a businessman. Uber wealthy? I think he's fairly wealthy. Yeah. I do. He can fund himself. Well, hell, there you go. Well, he's been funding this damn thing for, you know, I don't know, 15, 20 years. All right, let's let's keep going here. So we got uh there we go, Teotihuacan. This is this is a neat picture right here. Uh so if you're wondering how enormous structures like that can become buried, we must remember that we have proof of how cataclysmic floods occur in cycles at the abrupt end of an ice age due to glaciers melting, okay? The last flood was the one documented in the Bible across dozens of cultures all across the world. And most likely, it was the one that buried these pyramids under soil. There you go, Bob. Mainstream archaeology honors four main conditions before declaring something as a legitimate man-made pyramid, like the ones in Egypt, Mexico, and Peru. Very often, buried pyramids are dismissed as hills or natural formations like mountains. The four criteria must be uh, uh, dismissed as hills or natural formations like mountains, the four criteria that must be met to officially recognize a buried pyramid, if they're legitimate or not, are geometry. Number one. That's the fair. The form of the Bosnian pyramid is undoubtedly a square pyramid with equilateral triangle, triangular sides that converge into an apex. We climbed to the top and explored all sides and even saw the corner where two sides of the pyramid met. The discovery later allowed Dr. Osmanovich's team to determine the construction materials. Okay, so we had all four sides had the same angle. We'll keep scrolling down. Here we go. Uh, look below. These are my pictures I took while climbing it. By excavating the surface, Dr. Osmanovich and his team found artificially made concrete blocks that sent that he sent them to a third-party laboratory that debated nice. to be 32,000 years ago. Luckily, I've spent a few years studying civil engineering, and concrete has something we called compressive strength. This dude's smart, which is the hardness of the material. Number two, signs of construction. By excavating the surface, Dr. Osmanovich and his team found artificially made concrete blocks and sent them to... Oh, sorry. I already read that. My bad. Uh, the normal concrete we use in the residential buildings has a hardness of 35 MPA. And the one found in the pyramid ranges from two to almost four times harder. Of course, with time, concrete cures and becomes harder, but not to this extent. On the other hand, modern engineers have recently developed ultra-high-performance concrete that is twice as hard as the material used in the Bosnian pyramids. This advancement suggests to some that while ancient builders were skilled, it's not accurate to claim they were more technologically advanced than contemporary engineers. Interesting. Uh, 
um, they're looking at basically the properties of this concrete. Uh, and he says, actually, from a civil engineering point of view, the hardness of the concrete is not that important. If we want a building to remain functional for a millennia, what is important is how much water the concrete absorbs because right. that defines the lifespan of the material. Right. Some of the better white Because that'll go concrete. in and pocket it and break yep. it down. Exactly. Right. That'll erode it. Yep. So if it has 5% water absorption rate, which means that every winter it gets damaged little by little because of water inside it and freezes and causes to deform and crack. Um, and the third one, we can just say the third condition is the pyramid to be geographically aligned to north. Okay. That means that. Each wait, side, wait. Why does a pyramid have to geographically align to north? So pretty much all of them are aligned to true north. So what? All of the big to me pyramids. that doesn't. I, I don't consider that as a. Well, so what okay, if they built it go. and they were just bad at the degrees or like judging it? Then they wouldn't be building pyramids. Why? They it still has the same a, shape a and structure. It's just not in the same like angle. What? So here you go. You didn't let me finish. This means okay. one of its sides to be perpendicular to north, all confirmed Egyptian, Peruvian, Mexican, and Chinese pyramids are all oriented toward the north. So far, the Egyptian pyramid had the lowest error in its orientation, being zero degrees and two minutes. And now the Bosnian pyramid was zero degrees, zero minutes, and 12 seconds is the most precise orientation they have ever seen to true north. Wow. Number four, underground tunnels and passageways. These further confirm, here we go. Boom, there's a photo for you guys. Uh, these, oh, I don't even have my thing up. Sorry, guys. I don't even know. There we go. Thing. Thing. Uh, yeah. Bub, you got to you gotta like tell me when I don't have. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, that. I, <laughs> dude, I'm looking at the chat. I got to scroll down <laughs> to see the chat. And then I scroll up and there's the feed. And oh, I'm shit. trying, man. I need like oh, a, a augmented just, arm. I need like a set of those Doc Ock arms coming off my back. Yeah. That would be so nice <laughs> if I could just sit here and have like robot arms doing things instead of my arms doing things. Oh, man. That'd be great. I know. It'd be wonderful. You need we to get do you more it. productive on these streams. You need like like Lord Shiva arms. Okay. Here we go. I, yeah. Uh, underground tunnels and passageways. These further confirm that the pyramid is an edifice built by men just like in Egypt. We have tunnels under the Bosnian pyramid spanning for miles underground in the pyramid and i'll show you the the inside as they entered it with an experienced guide boom that's the tunnel guys how wild is that and i don't think i had my thing up earlier um you can see these true north uh i'm sorry you can see the angles of the sides of these pyramids uh that this guy photographed and that angle is just perfect because i don't think i had that up earlier for you guys there you go so next is just a really quick video and we should be able to get audio from this if i didn't blow it um here we go and even astrophysicists like dr paul lavoilet every one of these experts who visited the site confirmed that this was indeed a real pyramid but many others who didn't even visit bosnia claimed the opposite i decided to follow the example of good guys and visit myself and after two days of driving through forests and unknown roads through montenegro we finally saw the pyramid and it was enormous 
Before we entered the miles of underground tunnels, we decided to climb to the top and look, look for tools that, that would tell us that's whether it was crazy. a legit ancient pyramid. Right there, or just that's what hell. I wanted you to show you. You can see all four sides wow. are angled toward the ground to the same degree. This was the first thing I wanted to check. Many would say that this is a natural formation, but the Pyramid of the Sun in Teotihuacan, Mexico, looked like an ordinary hill before it was excavated. All you need to do is look at the before and after. Oh period. my goodness. If you're wondering how right. enormous structures like that can become buried, look we at must that, remember dude. that we have proof of how cataclysmic floods occur in cycles at the abrupt end of ice ages due to glaciers melting. The last flood okay. was the one that. So he's just kind of going through. Uh, you know what we just what we just read but I yeah wanted it's to hard show to argue guys, with i wanted to show you guys the images of those big megalithic stones that are just tilted on the side and they find right. these pathways all around the outside of like the base of the pyramid just like but you if would you just for you know if you people just look at it patronizing, it doesn't look like uh, a mountain it doesn't look like a natural hill no even with all the dirt and everything on it i agree it naturally settles right so I it agree. It can't even really help but to almost like highlight it even more with it growing on it. Right, right. As you can see all the trees are like here. You can see the angle. Like, right. It's really interesting. I mean, I, I know I've and, seen this before. And I, that's blown my mind before, and too. Let me actually give credit. That was Dan Zusoko, Dan Zusoko's YouTube channel. Oh, there you go. Uh, we will have that uh, this video also posted in the links. Dan, thank you so much for that Reddit post and this video. Um, I've been honestly haven't heard much about the Bosnian pyramids in a long time, so I'm glad somebody is digging into this thing. Right. I would love to visit that. Um, you know, maybe we can hook up with Will from Incredible History and go nuts and uh, take a little trip to the Bosnian pyramids sometime. That'd be fun. Strange Road uh, connects fun. with with Incredible History. Let's get Bill uh, over there with, he the, did a little, uh, crystal with the crystal skull. <laughs> Go meditate and get Dr. Osmanagash. What's his name? How do you say it? Osmanovich. Osmanovich. Yep. What Osmanovich. is it? Osmanovich. It's a G in there. That's interesting. Osmanovich. That's okay, interesting. Bob, you well, want to do well this done. next one? You sure. want to do this next one, buddy? Sure. Cool. Yeah, you're going to keep it down on the chat and everything, right? You're going to hold it. So I'm here's the next hold one. Hold it down. Holding buddy. it down. This here comes from the singular Freudian society. And. This is uh, uh, Tobias and Emily Whalen. So Tobias, shout out uh, to we've Tobias. Had him on previously, that's your uh, boy. He's great. Yeah, Mothman. He went in hard on the Chicago Mothman that time, but they also have this regular um, uh, journalistic contribution that they do. The Singular Fourteen Society. So um, this one here, we're talking about um, a very interesting subject. But um, in the spring of 2023, Virginia resident Lauren Canada experienced a sudden cardiac arrest. So heart attack. Um, she was clinically dead for 24 minutes. Um, she's 39 year old. She'd been on medication for epilepsy, you know, for years and suffered what is known as a grand mal seizure. So pretty, pretty big one, violent muscle contractions, loss of consciousness, and, you know, stop breathing. So as she said, quote, my husband was across the hall and heard me say, Oh shit. He rushed in to find me unconscious on the floor. I had stopped breathing and turned blue not great. Yeah. So he quickly called 911, performed That's CPR, great. and uh, for several minutes until emergency services arrived, you know, he's doing the cycles, which if you've never done CPR, um, one, it's not much fun. Two, it's a very stressful situation. Three, it's actually really taxing. It's physically demanding. It, it's amazingly difficult to push on someone to try to push their blood imagine. around. You uh, you might end up cracking some ribs, things like that over time. Just 
Yeah. Um, so just imagine he's doing that in total for um, 24 minutes uh, is what it took for four defibrillator shocks to restore her heartbeat. So for 24 minutes, she's basically in this state where her heart might have been fibrillating, where it's just kind of queasing. It's not going to thump, 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 yep. thump, thump, you know, in unison. Everything's just kind of like, you know, like just like can't make its mind up what to do. And it's just like jelly in there. Yeah. So while he's doing that, he's trying to push that blood around, et cetera. <laughs> they, you know, bring in the pads, shock her a couple times to actually get her heart rate back into a normal rhythm. And there we go. So she later tested positive for uh, COVID-19 and was diagnosed with a myocarditis, you know, so inflammation of the heart lining. Um, and, um, you know, when you get that inflammation can help, uh, hinder uh ability to pump some blood this is what they you know speculated could have led to her uh, cardiac arrest nine days later she's out of the icu so you know had a nice turnaround you know gets in gets out um when asked what it was like to be dead she said i have this gut feeling that it was friendly and peaceful even though i can't report any shapes or personas or visions of that time i feel like i dissolved and it was just really nice what I have is a strong sensation of peace about that time when I was out of consciousness, she added. Um, and it, this is kind of the conundrum, right? Where everybody goes, what happened? You know, where, where did you go somewhere or this or that? Um, she said, you know, her, um, her experience resulted in a change of perspective for her. Um, she said, I remember a lot of very serene moments in and after the hospital. Like none of the worries I used to have mattered. And I got insanely excited about, Things like cheeseburgers, which, my God, I know what you're talking about there. Um, things just felt very simple, she said. Um, I feel like this is my second life. I feel like I have two birthdays. Wow, that's deep right there. That's deep. Right. In my first life, I was very individualistic and strong. In this life, I have a completely different worldview and com comfortable mostly with depending on others. Um, at this point, she explained a lot of, you know, stuff like status and career status doesn't matter beyond survival needs, creature comforts and helping others. This is a very funny concept, too, of mm -hmm. I remember talking to a friend of mine who is actually a Mensa member and I was explaining just like these basic tenets of what we need, you know, and this came from traveling and realizing, you know, when you're in Thailand or whether you're in New Zealand or whether you're in Mexico or Canada or wherever you're at. We all need the basics. We need shelter. We need love. We need food. We need comfort. We need safety. We need the basics. And and uh, he was like, huh, that was like one of the last questions on my Mensa thing that it like took me a long time to get or something like that. And I just remember thinking like, <laughs> well, it, it, because again, it's just we overlook some of the easy things. This lady died before yeah. she came back to yeah. realize what's important. Right. Right. Like, right. My God, man, how many people get that ability to have a reference point to go, oh, wow, this is what's important, not this or this. Like, I, you know, I, that's Sounds just really I guess, familiar, doesn't it? These kind of stories, NDEs, you know, near death experiences. That's how Dr. Rick Strassman got into his DMT studies, uh, yeah. was the similarities of near death experiences had him totally, uh, curious and so that was kind of his pathway into researching dmt because you know the right. feeling of ego loss feeling of not having a body feeling of you know be completely detached from the physical world right. um, near-death experiences you know there was a time when i definitely read a lot of testimonials on blogs and different things in the early internet about near-death experiences um you know th there's uh someone that was very close to me when i was 16 years old 
told me about their near-death experience, which was totally shocking. Um, and it's just not the type of person that is into the weird, the woo, the strange. They right. are a normal, everyday working person. And, right. you know, it's one of those things, like Bub says, I just have that face where, where they told me about People their tell experience. you stuff. Sure. And, and you know, and it's – and. Uh, you know, and I, and you know, I, I know over the years I've led on that I'm into this kind of stuff. So I could um, give you a really good one of a anecdote, man. I forgot I even had that one. It was my first year. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I'm interrupting you. I apologize, Michael. Go on that thought. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, so but sorry. I want to. I want to hear yours too. Um, but the, <clears throat> their experience was that they were on an operating table in the hospital, uh, double collapsed lung. A very, mm -hmm. very serious situation. And uh, next thing you knew, they saw the white light. They saw the whole thing. And then at the end was their father and uncle, which I know who those people are. They are not alive. They are dead. And they've been mm -hmm. dead for many, many years. And right. one thing they told this person was, is that you have to go back. You, your work is not done. There are That's people that need you. And my uncle uh, and and basically this person's uh, uncle was also telling him, uh, telling this person that, you know, there are, are people that you haven't even met that you need to help out, essentially, that uh, that haven't even been born yet. And boy, Damn. looking back is was that unbelievably prophetic. And let's just say that that person lived another almost 30 years, guys. 30 years, okay, and lived their life to the absolute fullest. You could live a life being very, very sick for all of those 25, 30 years. Um, but, you know, uh, th that's the only NDE that I've ever, someone that I directly know has experienced. Like I said, I've read a lot. Um, but I want to hear about yours, Bob. The, I, I, man, I wish I was still in contact with the the lady and I wish I would have written it down. I didn't know, you know, many, many years ago, decades ago, that this is going to all happen. But so I'll give a loose recounting of it. But a lady I worked with at Miami Valley Hospital when I was a nurse in my first two years of nursing, you know, we worked night shift, we'd sit around, we'd have time to talk about stuff like this or whatever stories came up. And, right. you know, we shot, we shot the shit just the same as anybody else. And um, this one nurse I worked with, she was probably in her late fifties, maybe early sixties at this point, about to retire, loved her. She was kind of like, almost reminded me of like a grandmother figure, you know, yeah. helping me out. I'm, I'm new to this field and mm -hmm. career. I'm in over my head at the time. You know, I don't know what the hell's going on. And, um, so we'd sit around and when we got into conversations like this, obviously this is my strong suit is the gift of gab. So we got into it and I don't even know how it came about. She was talking about, she was pregnant and it was in like the sixties or the seventies it was like a certain strain of flu was going around. I don't know if it was like the Japanese flu, the yellow fever, whatever the hell it was. I'm not trying to be insensitive. I'm just saying at the time, whatever the name of it was, the well, nomenclature was. They had insensitive names for a lot sure, of diseases. Sure. I'm just <laughs> trying to say, even. like, I'm not trying to be a dick here. No, but no she good. she was pregnant and she came down with this terrible illness at the time. And apparently when she went in to like see her uh, obstetrician, they were like immediately like, sweet Jesus, you need to go to the hospital immediately. And she was a nurse. So she's just, you know, tough lady at the time. Right. And um, long story short, 
she has this near death experience. She's like seeing the book and they're like showing her like a recounting of her life and all oh, these things. Boy. And like, she's like flashing talking through about all this stuff. The, the Akashic records. I've heard though. They, they bring the book out. Right. A yeah, big ass book. That's the Akashic records. Bro. bro. Whoa. Just, Whoa I'm so, so she has this happen. Cause again, like, you know, they like direct admit her. They're like, go over to the hospital. Like you're not going home. You're not going to work. Like what I, they're just baffled that she's not dead already. And you're carrying mm -hmm. a child. Mm -hmm. So she ends up, you know, makes it through it. She's in the hospital, delivers the baby, yada, yada. I don't know if it's months or years later, she's in her backyard playing with her kid. Yeah. And here come the two people that brought out the book to her when she was having these visions walking down the alley like in real life real life and Bro. she knew who they were and she said she just started dude it's freaking me out because i forgot about this wow she's like it was them i know it was them they didn't say anything they just walked did by they, and like did they know acknowledged and like smiled at me and then just like kept going dude yeah Bro. i wish i could I, I don't even know if this lady's still alive anymore. If I could get the story from her or how I would find her, maybe Wait, I could do some. Hold sleuthing. on a second. Miami Valley Hospital in 2007. Born not to run. Bub worked at Miami Valley Hospital in 2007. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I was there 2006, 2008, pulmonary and the ICU. Hold night on shift. a second. Did you meet Born Not to Run? I don't know. Was Were you in the ICU your... on a Monday what? night football game when Brett Favre scored a touchdown in overtime against the Denver Broncos because I screamed in the ICU so loud that every nurse came running into the room and my patient was in halo traction and couldn't even talk. And he was like, spit was coming out of his mouth because he was laughing so hard because everybody thought a code was going to need to be called. Code and it was red. just me. Code it was bump. just me freaking out because Brett Favre <laughs> threw a touchdown person pass on the very first play of overtime Brett against Favre. the Broncos. Monday night. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget that, man. That's the kind of weird stuff that I will never he forget said, about. Born Not to Run said, <laughs> I was at Miami Valley Hospital in December yeah. of 2007 from a car accident. I had blood clot in my brain, fractured back. I was in hey, ICU man. for two. Bro. Well, wow. how, old at the, how old at the time would you have been Born Not to Run? Would you have been a youngin', like a, a teenager, probably? Hey, by the way, bub, your boy Carrie's in, in the chat. Did Get out of here. Carrie's yeah, the best. Carrie? I want to see up, that Carrie? coffee mug that he got. He 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 got one of our coffee yeah, mugs. Yeah, I hope that worked out, Carrie. Uh, uh I hope you got your coffee mug, man. We tried to get that taken care of for you. Upper Cup. Hey, if you hey, uh, are in the neighborhood, go hit yes. up Upper Cup. Upper Cup coffee right on Just Parsons. don't go there. Don't go there at like 8:30 to 9 a.m. cuz I need a parking spot so I can get my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> You're so greedy. <laughs> So Dude, weird. I leave. Oh, I oh leave. we got it. Nice, Carrie. Yeah. I leave Ruben in the car. I put a blanket on the front seat. He just rolls up and curls up in a ball, and I jump up. You know, I grab my coffee. They're awesome, man. Best best coffee in all of Columbus right now, man. I am oh, so no addicted. Oh, no doubt. No. And the Cronuts. Wow. Yep. So good. Bob brought me one of those today. Much, much love to Upper Cup and everybody there. They're the nicest yep. people. Um, yep. Really and great. And one of the baristas, she's going to head up. It's a Frogman Festival. Hey, let's go. Right? Let's go. Words out. Words out. Yeah. But baby. anyways, that that's my near-death experience story, anecdotally firsthand account from someone. Mm -hmm. Just can't believe I forgot about that one. But when, yeah, like, dude, one of the freakiest stories I've ever heard in my life. That's a, that's a good one, bud.
That's a dude. Real, and, yeah. and you know what? I think I remember you telling that around a campfire years ago. Right. And just I'm sure so, I did. And I was probably like semi. So I'm saying in some just, ways. It's, this is the so, same kind of question. Like when people go, "What makes you think?" This way or this way or this way. And you're like, do you know how many freaking stories, stories I've heard yeah. in my life? Do you think I am like a walk? Do you think I've got a backpack court stenographer the Saturday Night Live? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't have that. I wish I did. I wish I had, you know, and in we'll probably brain, get to that. Just like now we'll, yeah, but now we'll get to that. You can hyper record everything and we can, you know, anyhow. Well, that's kind of. You want to do this last one? How about this, this setup here? This is what I really is like. Bob is going to get his own show where he gets to just bitch about GameStop and Bed, Bath and, Beyond, Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh, baby, and, and, it's and coming. And all the financial institutions and corruptions. Like, we're well, gonna if, you want, if you want good stuff on that, cancelthisclothingcompany.com. Cancel this clothing that, that's company. That's the man right now. Ian guys, at cancelthisclothingcompany.com. And we're really trying to get in contact with Ian to get him on the show. He is doing – he had a Twitter it's space. It's probably a – Alex Jones the other did day. Did he? He's like, whoa, Ian. Did he is, really? Yeah. Uh, he He's had a, a Twitter boy. space with, with Alex Jones and a couple other guys. Um, he actually just but crossed over a million on TikTok. Yeah, congrats, Ian. Um, which is wild because he should have been there a long time ago because his stuff been. is so good and it's so informative, so well put together that, yep. you know, it's what we call a shadow ban, which if you don't know what a shadow ban is, it's just kind of like, I'll, I'll put it this way. If I go on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, if I go on there right now and I go to Ryan Cohen's personal page, every one of his posts that I have liked in the past will be unliked. People find this kind of stuff all the time. So, like, it basically minimizes the amplification of that reach of that person, you know, knocks. And he's just a CEO that takes no pay for his company that he's running right now. One yeah. of only one in the entire U.S. and maybe the world that's doing something like that. So, it's just really interesting. Like, you won't, you won't let, it's kind of like the Bosnian Pyramid. You yep. won't shine a light on that. You won't let us know about that. We can't know about that. Like that's where the whole Plato's cave diorama of existence of like, no, this is reality. Don't look over there. Pay no attention to the man behind the wizard curtain. Yeah. It's a yep. trope as old as old. Right. The wizard of Oz, man. I mean, I agree. Yep. It is the same thing. Anyways, I'm going to stop with that. Do you want to do this last one? Yeah. What do we got here? It's Let's interesting. It. I think Let's you put it. this one in. Yeah, I this like one's it. Cool. This one's really cool. I'm going to hit merge merge. See, Stoner merge. doesn't yell out merge when he directs. I, I like to give sound effects to my directing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. Merge. merge. We have a, a Cube Zoom is another fun one. Uh, yeah, a nice Cube Zoom video, video transition. Cube Zoom. Okay, here we go. Uh, let's see here. So we got Live Science. This is an article by Tom Metcalf. And archaeologists in the Czech Republic thought they had a unique object, but they had since learned of at least three more of these things. The puzzling depiction of a of a vicious predator, either a dragon or a snake, devouring a frog, an early medieval belt buckle from the Czech Republic, may be a symbol from an unknown pagan cult, archaeologists say. The bronze belt fitting a belt buckle or buckle was found by a metal detectorist near the village of Lenay near Bifklav, uh, near the borders of Austria and Slovakia, about 30 miles south of Brno. 
Archaeologists first thought the central design, a snake or dragon devouring a frog-like creature, must be unique, but they have since learned that in the past their dozens of years, almost identical artifacts have been unearthed in Germany, Hungary, and elsewhere in the Czech Republic. So there you go. That serpent, frog, turtle mythology. It's reptilian it's agenda. Every, it's the reptilian agenda. It's, you know, it's it's the worldwide cult of the snake that we we've talked endlessly about yeah, on this show the snake yeah on india and europe in ohio it's you know south america mexico it goes on and on i realized that we're looking at a previously unknown pagan cult that linked different regions of central europe in the early middle ages before the arrival of christianity there you go you ever wonder like what were people up to before christianity it was just like the wild wild west man the Dark mm. Ages. An archaeologist at uh, Maastricht University in Brno said in a statement, the motif of a serpent snake devouring its victim appears in Germanic, Avar, and Slavic mythology. He said, today we can only speculate about its exact meaning. But in early Middle Ages, it connected the diverse peoples living in Central Europe on a spiritual level. I'm with you, bro. I'm with you with that snake down with spirituality. That, yeah. I'm down with the snake spirits. Uh, uh, Machakic is the lead author of this. I wish you were reading these, Bob, because you're so much better at reading really hard foreign names. You may read um, this. Um, I, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just. Where are we at? Where are you at? The motif? Where are you at? Today. Which, 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 uh, which? I'm which? at uh, related books of Re- Revelations, Vision of Apocalypse. Okay. It, All right. Right below that. Machacek is the lead author of a study in the January issue of the Journal of Archaeological Science describing the belt fitting from Lanay, or sorry, Laney, and three others like it. One that was found near Iffeldorf in southern Germany, about 265 miles away, roughly west of Laney. Another found near Zambek, Hungary, about 115 miles to the southeast, and another found near the Czech town of Novi Bidzov, about 200 miles to the northwest. Um, there's really cool images in there as well. Yep. And, you know, it goes into the pagan symbol, you know, previous research suggesting that, uh, such belt fittings were produced in central Europe in the seventh and eighth centuries and were usually worn by Avars, a nomadic people thought to be from the Eurasian steppe who settled in the Carpathian basin of, uh, what's oh, now beginning Vigo. in the sixth century. Vigo, the Carpathian, Vigo, the Carpathian. there will be blood of river blood. <laughs> He will be, she will be wife to me and mother to you. Hey, Vigo, may I keep this woman? Janos, poha. Janos, where are you from? The Upper West Side. (laughs) That guy's the best in that movie. Oh, he's so good. I love that. Oh, it's so good. I want you to know that everything you're doing is bad. I want you to know that. He says that before he talks to her. He tells some other, like, Art restore. Yeah. Everything you're doing is bad. I want you to know that. <laughs> um, so the Avars established a what is known as a Kaganate or nomadic state over much of Central Europe, and some of their fashions were adopted by other people of the region. Many of them, the Slavs, uh, researchers say, uh, analysis with X-ray, for, uh, X-ray fluorescence, uh, scanning electron microscopy and other techniques show that the objects were originally heavy, heavily gilded, so covered with gold, and that all four were made from copper mined in the Slovak ore mountains, um, which are now in Slovakia. 
Analysis of their um, analysis of their shapes based on virtual 3D models suggested some of the buckles or fittings came from the same workshop or were made from a common model using the lost wax method of casting bronze. So just a a form uh, former technique of how to uh, manipulate bronze. Researchers uh, researcher said the striking similarity of the objects points to quote the existence of a previously unknown pagan cult that connected diverse populations of varying origin during the early Middle Ages. There you go, Mike. What was happening before Christianity? The, the dragon, you know, snake cults. Like J.R.R. Martin is on to something here, right? Like Game of Thrones, ga- the dragons much, and House of how, Dragon. Yes. How much have we talked right? about Saint? Uh, the St. Michael, St. Patrick, St. Michael's yeah. tour yeah. in England. Uh, you know, St. Michael's tour is basically where, where they think, um, that, uh, Jesus's uncle is buried. There's a legend that Jesus's uncle, uh, Joseph of Arimathea had taken many, many trips to that region. Yeah. And, and there was a, an ancient mound there where all yeah. of these, these mounds and, uh, serpent mythology was, yeah. And they put St. Michael's Tor right in that spot. They drove uh, St. Patrick driving the serpents out of Ireland. Right. Um, right. You know, yeah, it's the last Christian yeah. idea of removing the pagans, the, the you know, the dirty, culty pagans. Yeah. Well, the last side note on this is they said that it's not known what the snake or dragon and the frog-like creature actually signified. But the researchers noted that fights with a snake or dragon are common in pagan creation myths as the counterpoint between two opposing forces representing the central act of cosmogonic. How do you say that? Cosmogonic? Is that really? Myth. While the interaction between the snake and the frog might be linked to fertility practices or fertility there cult you go. practices. Yep. You think about that. I mean, reptiles, maybe I'll go out on a limb here. What if they uh, saw back in the day that there were certain amphibians or reptiles that could asexually reproduce? Right. And the local alchemist was like, Jesus, look at this magic. <laughs> Serious. That'd be John magic D. to me. John D. And the I mean, boys. if you really want to write some lore into like a freaking Game of Thrones or like a Robin Hood when she's like, you know, Eye of Newt and Frog Leg. And why would they use certain <laughs> things like that if they thought it had mythical properties? Yeah. Because, again, you literally can right. get asexual reproduction. There was a recently a like a, a zoo animal that did this, mm-hmm. like an isolated, captive, whatever amphibian of some sorts. Right. And it was like, boop, I'm going to make myself again. I mean, that's how certain flatworms do. They just right. replicate themselves. They never die. Mm-hmm. It's the same one. Yep. It's weird. It doesn't make sense. Right. Interesting. Creepy. You know what? I think we did pretty good for our first time on our we own with board rails. And- there, I mean, without Disbro here, let magically Disbro showed up and stopped by the office. Without without <laughs> that happening, we would have been very screwed tonight. That so Disbro, funny. we love you to death, buddy. Disbro helped out majorly. Someday Bubble do the Disbro impression on camera. Only when he's here. We will. We will. We will. I'll get his I'll get his approval on it. I'll get him to sign off on it and then I'll be, I'll go for it. Hey, but guess what, guys? Um, we have one more special video from your boy, Born Not to Run. Here we go. Born Not to Run. Last minute Facebook uh submission in the Facebook oh, yeah. group. We're gonna roll this. Here we go. Let's see what's up. Let me hit merge. Merging. Interdimensional portal entity caught on camera. 
Uh, yes. Born Not to Run Here wanted for to know wanted what we thought about this. I said, I have no idea what to think about this. Um, and it's from Inhumanoids with Barton Nunley. So Barton Nunley, thank you so much for this Absolutely. post. We're going to check this out. I think I got audio on this. Is there audio? Yeah. Sorry, I had to bump up my light a little bit. I don't the think there's audio, but that's okay. There's no audio, but okay. What we're looking at here, I'm going to go full screen uh, with this. Where did Stoner have that? Here we go. Full screen engage. Merge. <laughs> there you go. Now it's starting to get weird, guys. Uh, let's. You can kind of see. There we go. Yeah. I don't like whatever's happening. Look at in that. that. What's going Look on at here? That. Look at that. Look what at the eyes. Thing? I don't know. Where is this from? This is uh, a interdimensional video. portal entity. Oh my god! This is dude. that's what I told you. I had a surprise for you, Bob. I told you what happened to me the other day. <laughs> I went to that. a doctor's. Look how that thing's moving. What do you make of this? I, mean, I went to. Kinda... Go ahead. Sorry. I went to an appointment the other day. I don't want to mention who it is because again, I'm an anonymity guy. I like to keep people's anonymity for them. If they want to be known, that's Whoa. one thing. But. Whoa. What happened? Whoa, you missed that. Let me rewind. I that. did miss that. Hold on, Bob. Rewind Let's watch bit. this. Let's I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm just going to talk while I'm watching this. Okay, but you got to watch it. I'm watching it. Okay. What I was ahead. saying was, I went to an appointment the other day, and while I was there, um, the person I went to see was like, you know, they know that we do this podcast and what have you. Yeah. And he starts showing me videos from the Miami mall encounter with like the oh. aliens in the portal. And so like, oh, this yeah. is like striking a chord with me back to that. Right. right. Not that they're related necessarily, but you know, just are these entities coming through a portal? It makes me yes. think of cryptid huntress talking about, you yes. know, how they yes. come through them or like skinwalker ranch. And maybe, you know, again, I like joked about it the one time, like is a portal basically like an interdimensional being taking the dog man for a walk. Sure. Like instead of taking a dump in their universe, they send what? the dog man here through a portal. <laughs> he takes a dump. He goes back into their universe. Same as me oh. letting my dog out of the house. Ruben, go to the bathroom out back. I let him out the door. He goes out there into the other portal world. He does his business in my backyard because right now I'm not going out there. It's like a black hole. It's so cold. And he does his business. He comes back in. So like that's the equivalent of, you know, the – non-human intelligence letting the dog man out to take a leak <laughs> so this is i'm video just saying enhanced. it could be well ha have you ever heard uh, i've told you my my bigfoot my interdimensional bigfoot theory right that the reason why we don't it. we don't find bigfoot scat or bigfoot oh yeah bones, yeah yeah bigfoot's yeah. an interdimensional shitter you want to talk about leave nothing behind <laughs> Leave no trace. <laughs> Only thing Bigfoot leaves is foot imprints and, you know, the right. occasional but bit of fur. And Let's look at this. Let's go back full screen. Let's here. go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. You Let got me. Let me go full, full screen. Can I do that? Sure. What did you got for me? Stoner? I don't know how to do any of that. I'm, I don't I've have those got capabilities. I've got I it. I have the power. Let's see. Oh, that that's not going to look good. That's all right. We'll keep this up. Hey, can I just say real quick, too? I want to give a shout out to Stoner's brother, Chad, for this yeah. dope hat. Chad, yeah. thank you. Chad got us strange road hats for Christmas from this company where I think we're going to order a bunch of these and put them up on the merch store. But here's uh, the funnier part. awesome. I bought a hat like this. Look at that. Look at that, Bob. Look at this. Look at this enhanced video version. Whoa. Why is this... there all that? What the? Whoa. What is happening there? Bro, look at his neck. Why is he looking down? Now his neck's going to snap up. 
Ready? Looks like that one alien from Star Wars. It's a trap. Right, right. I know what everybody you're knows what I'm talking about there. Yep, yep. I don't know if it's but, Turn of the Jedi, Empire look Strikes at that Back, might be thing. Or it looks like a freaking um Oh man, my what are they god, called? bro. This is so creepy, dude. Oh, it looks like a Halo Oops. Elite. Oh, I messed that up. Sorry. Fat finger push. There we go. Well, there you go, guys. Uh, that was interesting. I, I don't know what to make of that born not to Admiral run. Admiral Akbar. Yeah. But I do know that these kind of incidents, you know, uh, the Miami Mall thing happened. We were going to do a big strange happenings the week Bub got sick. So we haven't covered it. It's kind of old news, but, you know, Sorry. If you guys want. Uh, we can I think it's still it a, a hot topic. I think it's still a hot topic. Personally, just, to me, I, I think it's been, interesting. I haven't been keeping up with anything that's been coming out afterwards. If there's any like more photos or videos, there I hasn't I really been much follow up. The big I've been on Twitter, or the it's not on opens there. Up. Yeah, it's not on Insta. But the big it's portal. on there, but it's already gone. It's cycled. What about TikTok? Maybe. Yeah, but that was inside the mall, supposedly. Yeah, I could find that. Um. You keep I still think it's I still think it's relevant because the response for the story that was given doesn't make sense. Right. They called every cop in Florida, it seemed like. Yeah. Like I have never seen that many cop cars around one spot. Right. I'll stop by there and investigate before I fly out to Bosnia chasing (laughs) builders. Oh man. You go down there. I want to know. I'll tell you what, though, right now is not the time to be traveling for me because I, I'm starting to catch wind of all these different articles of um, people getting sick now. And I'm 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 already skeptical enough of things to where I'm like, you know, I didn't want to fly around New Year's because I was worried that there would be protesting and this and that. And that yeah. I just I don't need to be in that situation. I'm already anxious enough that I just don't need to find myself in the middle of some kind of like political climate when I'm just trying to fly somewhere yeah. or like whatever, like not trying to get sick. Right. Uh, but yeah. Um, I would here's, love to check it out down there. Here's one. Maybe I'll drive. This one I found real quick. We could play this. What'd you find? So, oh, is this the Miami Mall? Yeah, it's one. It's one of the aliens that was outside. I see. The yeah, mall. I've seen this. You've seen this one? Yeah, go ahead. That's fine. I can't find the one where the big orange portal opens up, which that that kind of looks like an After Effects composition or something to me. But you do have the people that are kind of reacting to it. Yeah, um, I don't know. I just, you know, I just, there has to be strange. somebody that was there. That's the weirdest thing. There has to be somebody that was oh, there, there with and a phone. All these people are running. They're Bro, it doesn't matter. People renting. Really? But if it's gunfire, yeah. I mean, there's people running away from the well, streets. Well, there. Yeah. I just, again, to me, the biggest thing is when you see that, uh, like, almost overhead view of where, it's no. just cop cars. It's just all cop cars. It's right. just cop cars everywhere. It's and like, look at that cow. creepy thing moving around. It looks huge next to that car. Yeah. What if, what, what if we're not satisfying <laughs> the, uh, what if we're, what if somehow with all the stuff going on and look at all those. Yeah. That's, that's a wild. lot of cop cars. For a couple teenagers. I mean, I get it. If there's, you know, people getting shot or whatever they said was the narrative. Um, I don't. I know. believe that's what they said. There was teenagers that were shooting at each other, or some kind of fireworks. Fight. I a think Stoner said out. there were some fireworks going on too. So, but whatever. Well, you know, if I had a pack of black cats 
in my back pocket, I would throw off some fireworks if I saw a portal open up. Just try to fight back in some way. Oh, I mean, I, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying people are saying like there were fireworks going off and that was one of the reasons that like, you know, people, you could uh, obviously, you know, get people pretty concerned, mis- right. misconstrue that as gunshots would happen. Sure, I mean, sure, sure. Get people stampeding and running. Right. Um, so maybe I thought they were using fireworks as a deterrent to scare the aliens away. <laughs> no. That's where my dumb brain went. Oh, man. Oh, that's too funny. That's rich. Well, you guys rule. You guys are crushing in the chat. This has been Thanks an for awesome up with episode. Us. Yeah, yeah, thank you for sticking with us, guys, during uh, some of that downtime with these strange happenings. Uh, we've kept the uh, episode interview episodes rocking and rolling. We just had two episodes in a row of Jeffrey Wilson and his ridiculously monumental book. Ancient could have Monuments. been three. Could have been four. Could have. It's. I mean. <laughs> That could be a reoccurring every Tuesday for yeah. quite a few months, weeks, or years. Yeah. So yeah, he's and amazing. Jeffrey's Je- the best. Jeffrey is incredible, and uh, you know we have an awesome episode coming out Monday. Uh, we'll let the cat out of the bag. Why not? Uh, next episode is Swapcast with One on One Podcast, guys. If you guys right? have never heard of Juan Ayala, <clears throat> he's the man. Some of you guys out there, we did a poll a few months back, and and some of you guys wanted to hear an episode about the occult. So yep. we got that coming right up for you. Juan uh, is yes. an expert on the history of the occult. We get into alchemy, the homunculus, which if you've never heard of the homunculus, guess what? Neither did we. It's right. very strange, and yeah. you guys are going to love this episode. Uh, we also talked about John D, uh, the story of John D, yep. who was uh, an alchemist in the 1800s, uh, 1700s, 1800s, and his buddy. Uh, do you remember what his name was? I'm drawing a blank right now, Bob. No, I can't. Um, no, I'll remember uh, it when I hear it. That yeah, was you so, guys. You guys were more on that beat. You and you and Juan were really like clicking that episode on. Yeah, we were clicking on the that. occult and esoteric and the homunculus. Was, just again, that was my favorite part. So when you I guys get home. to hear it, I was at home. It's with awesome. Juan. We were we were connecting. That was awesome. So keep an eye out for that one on one swapcast is coming up Monday, um, and you guys can always find us at the Strange Road. You know where to find us. Yeah, uh, I know all of you, know you guys do. in the chat. Most of you guys have already reviewed. You're already notified. But those of you that aren't, hit that notification bell. Hit those reviews. Five stars are bust. Um, you know, we've been getting some four star reviews. You know, it's okay. We're not taking offense. Uh, but we haven't hit a hundred episodes yet. So be patient. Bub and I. Does are that still blow working. your mind? I feel like we have been just cranking them out. Yeah, we're at ninety episodes uh, with all the strange happenings, strange road detours, and the strange road podcast. We are almost at ninety episodes. And uh, all that's really happened in the last year and two months. So yeah. um, you guys have been a huge part of that. And we appreciate the hell out of each and every one of you. Born on Run says 10 more, baby. 10 more. That's, that's right. right. Um, we have some- it's been a minute since we had another <laughs> metric to really look at. We've been – everyone we've put in front of us, we're like, we need to get this. We need to do this. We need yep. to get here. We need to, you know, just some way to keep ourselves accountable. Yep. This is one I didn't even have on the radar. A hundred episodes was like, sorry, what? That How was many a dream. That was a dream. It's wild. Was in November of 2022, that seemed like a very distant, 
dream where the, where Roa was just finishing up the finishing touches on the back wall of the studio. Uh, the Govi lights were getting put up. By the way, Govi, we really love your products. If you ever want to sponsor the Strange Road podcast, doors wide open. We'd love to talk to you. All of these lights in here that you see on the back wall, even in Bub's wall there, out there in the studio, Govi lights, uh, hit us up. We would love to have you as a sponsor. Um, Absolutely. We'll put it to use too. We'll make it work. That's right, baby. Um, I am going to pop one quick link in there for you guys. Um, Bub, you can pop in links too. I should have you doing that. We're testing out uh, Born Not to Run, if you have noticed, is a moderator. I didn't give him any instruction before this because we had so many technical <laughs> issues with Bub's <laughs> audio stuff that I literally just I made tried him to, a moderator and didn't say anything to I tried him, to so. put a guitar in my lap Sorry. about two seconds before we went live. Oh, and Mike bro. was like, what are you I was, doing? I was Why are you... <laughs> I was going to hurt you. Hey, now is the time to get out the guitar. Oh, yeah. Go I'll ahead. try it here in a minute. No, go ahead. No, like right now. Because it's the end of the show. There's no other time to I will. do it. Okay. You're you're in the chat. You're in the chat still. Yeah. <laughs> so what am I? What can, I don't even know how this is going to sound. That's all right. Just play it. Well, Let's see. I mean, we don't have it. Stoner. We don't have Stoner and Disbro telling us it's a bad idea. So we're just, oh that sounds great oh that sounds great ladies and gentlemen Bob Ranley on the guitar can you get Let's those see vocals how this sounds this is gonna it be sounds really good it sounds really well, I'm good. not gonna sing it all I don't think so oh come on you can sing it sounds great do Blackbird it sounds great. Sing in the dead of the night Take these broken wings And learn to fly All your life You were only waiting For this moment to arise That's all I'm going to do for now We'll just leave it at that we, we got to figure out a better format we got to figure out a better format Was it good? <laughs> I muted myself. Dude, that sounded good. Keep playing. That one? Yeah. Just All right, keep well. going. Keep going. Blackbird sing in the dead of night. Take these sunken eyes and learn to see. All your life. You were only waiting for this moment to be free. Blackbird fly. Blackbird fly into the light of a dark black night. Blackbird fly. Blackbird fly. There's one more verse, but that's good enough there. Oh, come on, Bub. That's enough. We can hey, we can do other ones. But. Hey, can you do an original? Can you do an original so we don't get flagged by YouTube? Sure. Yeah, do an original. I gotta do this real quick. 
Yep. Go Let ahead. me do this real quick. All right. I'll come back. Well, everybody, we've been uh, trying to find a way to get Bub to play guitar. And what better time than now at the end of Strange Happenings? This has been something we've been trying to figure out. Um, we have a, a DI box and some stuff out in the studio. We just haven't tested it. Uh, but we want to do more and more of this kind of stuff because I grew up hearing this guy play guitar since I was 15, eighth grade. Eighth grade, Bub's been playing guitar around the campfire. He's been in multiple bands throughout the years, did his own project, Bright Night Alaska. The links are uh, below. A lot of the music that you hear in our intros is all uh, Bright Night Alaska, our buddy Legend, and Bub's group from uh, a few years back. So here you go. I'll probably butcher this a couple times. I haven't played this in forever. It's not all roses, in fact. Sometimes you just want to throw it all back. Get out of the game and take your tracks. You're running insane. Try to keep my head on straight through When it seems there's nothing I can do I try to find a way To make it up to you You've got to make yourself You've got to take the plunge and sail into the storm that's coming back Trying to keep my head on straight through When it seems there's nothing I can do Try to find a way To make it up to you You've got to make yourself Got to take the plunge and sail into the storm that's coming on. And if you fail, well, it's okay, my son. Yeah, it's okay. played that song in like six years hell yeah brother that was awesome that <laughs> we'll sounded, have to work on it that's, that's that a work in progress really good that's anybody that's great. watching thank you for 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 that's that's 
I feel I feel like I'm doing better quality journalism now than I am music. So <laughs> that's sad. That's that's not good. Well, I mean, I still, you know, I obviously I keep a guitar here all the time because like I like to take little guitar breaks. I, you, you know, you're getting my ADD right? will ramp up and I can't like take a walk. So I'll literally like a song will come on over Spotify. I'm like, yep, I'm playing over the top of that or I'm playing along with that. That's why I started a whole folder of just guitar tabs like through the day when i'm here yeah i'll have a song that'll kick off and i'm like oh i think i could learn how to play that pretty easy and dude that sounded really good that sounded thanks man appreciate it like that mic was picking up the guitar your vocals it sounded awesome Uh, oh yeah bub's Bub's wife is loving it in the in the chat (laughs) funny enough yeah Yeah. baby funny Uh, enough i don't have a guitar at home anymore to play really i play it here something happened with the with the audio cut out a little bit but i fixed it It, it, i think it was down for a few seconds but uh, awesome but bub more music coming from you we got to get some stuff set up out in the studio we can plug your guitar directly into the di box oh yeah 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 the We've, vocal mic all that yeah. we can hardline your guitar right into the this system. is like the rough draft of the rough draft it's just to allude yeah. to the fact that we yeah. are going to at some point have another vector towards this network of shows that we're creating which is going right. to be musical in nature whether that's make up funny conspiratorial songs in nature cryptid songs whatever it is do our own little tiny desk concert type stuff, whatever it was. All right, guys. I'm going to put Bub's music in the chat. Stand by. Do you have Spotify up, Bub? I have Spotify up, yeah. Can you post your music? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Well, I mean, I, that's funny. Hang I on a second. Think about that. Bright Night Alaska. I oh, you got home. it. Yeah. I don't go have, for it. And I don't have the Spotify app on this computer. Oh, here we go. Um, Brighton, Alaska, do, 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 profile share, copy link to artist. All right, here we go, guys. This is for you. If you dig Bub's music, him and our buddy legend, uh, one moment, bam, it's going to give a big, ugly link, but it should be all right. It should be clickable. Let me know if you guys can click that or not. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I think we're. Yeah, that was cool. Good success. job, dude. success. Um, Man, make sure dude, that link happening. That link hit. Yes, and it did. Cool. Sweet. So there you go, guys. Uh, episode of Strange Happenings. We're wrapping it up. We're gonna put this baby to bed. Uh, you guys got some original music from Bub. A little Blackbird. Uh, we covered the <laughs> the weird jellyfish story, uh, Amazonian jungle cities found Bosnian pyramids, Bosnian pyramids. I mean, Man. yeah, it, we had it all. It, this has been a good one. This has been a good one. This is like yes. a Yule log yeah. of strange, and the link works fantastic. And by the way, guys, all that artwork that you see on Bright Night Alaska's page there, every single that's all EP, your boy. That was yep. your boy Roa. Uh, Roa yep. did all the artwork for Bright Night Alaska. Uh, That's how I met Carlos. Mm-hmm. That's how I first yep. met him. Yep. Mike went, hey, I got a guy that does art. I went, really? Cool. <laughs> Let me meet him. Yeah. It was a match made in heaven. Oh, NDEs. Oh, Necro. Right. NDEs. Thank you, Necro. Right, yeah, that was, yes. man, that was a good chunk of them, too. That was probably one of my favorite portions. Again, just, yep. you know, you get too many stories. Sometimes you forget all these good ones you got right at your own doorstep, so. Yep. We appreciate the hell out of you guys and girls. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us. This you is fun. Rule. You guys rule. 
Uh, we definitely wouldn't be doing this if it was just Bub's wife and my wife and Stoner's girlfriend in the chat and no. Papa Stoner. <laughs> no. Papa my wife Stoner. would be saying, come home, do the dishes, take out the recycling in the trash. Oh, man. Play with my well, puppy. Yep. Well, this has been awesome. Thank you guys so much. You can find us at The Strange Road, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. I think I already went through all that stuff. So we are signing out. Love, peace, and chicken grease to all. Later, y'all.